Welcome to the New England Take on WKXL. I'm your host, AJ Kirstead. Be sure to check out nhtalkradio.com to get the back episodes of the show. Video versions, we're also posting all the episodes as videos on uh, NH Talk Radio on YouTube. And if you check out New England Take on Facebook, uh, they're posted right there too. So be sure to like, subscribe, share. Sharing is super important, helps the algorithm, and keeps people finding the show, which I really appreciate. Joined today by Colin Hart. He's a musician and... In the Lakes region, but he also has a very unique living situation that I'm excited to dive into. Uh, so, welcome to the show. Thank you. So, uh, to start off with, I want to get it at the beginning. Where can people uh, check out your music before we dive into some other stuff? We'll probably get into more of your music in the second segment. Yeah, I mean, first and foremost, uh, Spotify, but uh, all platforms, but Spotify is kind of the big one. Cool. It's kind of really where I'm trying to push all my stuff on. Yep, that that's the future, and that's where we are nowadays. That's for sure. Yeah. Yep. Theheartofsound.com. Also, uh, if people are looking for you on the socials for shows and such, uh, but I originally yeah. found you on TikTok. Surprisingly mm-hmm. enough, uh, you, you've got a you've got a pretty good uh, channel on there that I check out. And you're talking about living in an intentional community. Uh, it's not something you hear about very often, and I thought that. It's not something I especially have heard about in New Hampshire. I mean, are there very many communities like that in the state? Uh, there's a few of them. Um, I know there is one down in the Manchester area. There's another one over in Rumney. Uh, and I think there's one that's going to be starting up over in Ossipee, um, actually. And then there's ours. And I mean, as far as New Hampshire goes, there's the ones that I'm aware of. Um, so if, but if, yeah, if... it's not really something... Oh, sorry. Yeah, if you had to give a high level of what, what it is, how would you describe it? Um, basically, it's just a bunch of people who don't like <laughs> going to work at a job that they don't like. It's so it's basically we're, we're making our living rather than earning a living. We're living off the land. Um, so instead of, you know, going to a job to get a paycheck to pay for the things that you need to survive, we're just growing food and splitting our own wood and we're milling our lumber to build houses and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, it's really just people who want to be free of the quote unquote system. It seems like there, there's there been a big resurgence in homesteading of late, especially due to COVID-19. People had big epiphanies when it came to their living situation, their work situation, reliance on our very erratic economy, which we'll talk about in a little bit because I'm interested to get a perspective of what yeah. people in these communities feel about it. But it, it seems like it's a more community-driven uh, version of what traditional homesteading is uh, thought of. Yeah, Um I mean, in layman's terms, that's basically how I describe it to people who ask about it. It's we're just a bunch of friends who homestead together. Um, But yeah, there has been a resurgence. And part of the reason I think is, well, one, because everything's so expensive nowadays that it's just, it's become a viable option as an alternative to just paying an arm and a leg for basic necessities. Uh, But the other thing is, I think after or when COVID was, you know, locking everyone down, people really, like you said, you know, people changed their perspectives on a lot of things. And I think a lot of people 
probably for a while were not happy with their current situation of just going into work every day and coming home, then just doing that ad infinitum. Um, so I think the whole working from home, I don't know if I'd call it a movement, um, but sort of transition that a lot of the workforce has seemed to step into um, has allowed the space for that to occur. And uh, the work from home enables it to be a little more comfortable to get started because there, there's a lot of startup involved with with home setting or starting a, a community like this. Yeah, it's definitely not for the faint of heart. Um, <laughs> it does take a significant amount of investment in both time and money. Um, and, you know, if you're spending all your time doing this, you're not earning money somewhere else. So it's like that's another it's an opportunity cost. But for instance, uh, we have two gardeners who live there and that's their full time business. Um, they've been doing the garden for I think this is their third year. And this is the first year that they're expecting to see a profit, although I'm not sure there might even be a setback in that. Um, I won't get into why, but <laughs> some unexpected purchases. Um, so, you know, it's it's something that you just have to stick with to see the rewards of it. It's not just like, oh, I'm just going to homestead. And then all of a sudden it's like you're saving a bunch of money. You have all your time. Like, you know, it takes a while for that stuff to get going. Yeah, and imagine um, you you need some resources in, from the greater economy in order to to make yeah. everything necessarily work. I mean, modern technology became so yeah. important in in the last yeah. couple hundred years for a reason. Yeah, I um, I mean, we obviously still have vehicles and stuff like that, so you know, we need gas. I don't think that's something that's ever necessarily we're going to be able to do without maybe i don't know well the world's a weird place right now so who knows yeah. what's going to happen but um yeah like we're still going out in town and being a part of the economy although we're just trying to our our sort of in um uh, intention with sort of consumerism is just as much as makes sense um so it's not so much that it's going to cause us like a huge amount of setbacks by not participating in it. But if there's uh, an alternative that is better for the environment and just sort of more aligned with our values, then, you know, we'll do that. Um, like, for instance, I just got um, a dump truck full of firewood today for free just because I reached out to people um, on our community board and was asking if anyone had any trees that they had lying around. Um, so instead of going to someone to buy the wood, you know, we just got it ourselves. But even that, obviously, there's a startup cost in doing that because I said dump truck. Like, how are you going to own a dump a truck? Uh, chainsaw. Yeah, you need gas and chainsaw maintenance. And yeah, it's just you have to really get yourself positioned right for it to go well and i'm i'm assuming from a philosophical perspective you don't necessarily see everyone in new hampshire jumping into one of these communities it's you're a part of it other people are going to have their own ways that they want to live but you you yeah. are trying to find a nice way to live alongside modern society yeah that's that's pretty much the nail on the head right there is i'm not saying like the whole world should live like this although i do see problems with you know how much 
capitalism has depleted and sort of exploited resources. Um, but I don't pass on judgment to anyone who is either not aware of that or is aware of that and just is not choosing to alter their life because it is a huge commitment. It's not something that's easy. You know, I'm in the me for me joining this it made sense for me almost so it was like a no-brainer um but you know if other if someone else has you know a family or something like that like that's you're not only worrying about yourself but you have to do all the work for the other people especially if they're you know young children or um you know elderly people it's 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 not easy if you have a lot of um you know baggage isn't the right word but if you have a lot of responsibility to other people it's not the easiest option especially to hit the old eject switch and uh, go from a current modern lifestyle to something like this yeah yeah it um again it's just something that's it's a transition into it um for me it wasn't really i literally just like you know i came here during covid and uh like it was just an easy switch. Like you're a hippie you know, single seamless. musician. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's like, you know, I like my scenario was the absolute like ideal scenario for getting involved in something like this. Um, so again, that's why I don't pass judgment on, you know, anyone else. Um, and not even that I think that uh, other people should be living like this you know who am i to say like i'm just a again i'm just a hippie musician you know I'm not god or anything so yeah it, something you brought up a few minutes ago was about um the community having resources available i mean what are some surprising mm -hmm. ways that uh living in this community you found that people have come together either by not realizing they had something that was going to be of a tremendous impact to someone else uh, things like that mm -hmm. um it's really, you know, the best way we have found is just sort of telling people what we're doing. And then more often than not, people will just come to us, you know, and say like, oh, I can help with this. Or, you know, um, for instance, we demoed a couple houses last year because we wanted lumber and windows. And this was before we, well, we wanted a sawmill too. And someone literally gifted us a sawmill it oh, was wow. actually this this guy who um just passed away this january but i think he wanted to see it go to good use um so it's getting great use now we're milling lumber up the wazoo um but yeah the summer before we were just uh there's someone here that's on the uh or that was a former town selectman and he has his own construction business and so he was demoing a couple of houses and it kind of works out um for the owners of the houses who are getting the house demoed because the more stuff you take away from them or haul away, the less they have to pay in dumpster fees. So it's kind of like a win-win. Yeah, um, that's and also really people don't understand is like anytime you got to get rid, I literally had to get rid of a couch today and yeah. <laughs> to, to rent a truck. So get yeah. that done, get it out of the apartment, get it to the transfer yeah. station, pay the city to take it and then return the truck and go back to my day as normal. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, you know, the other thing is when it gets 
put in that dumpster it's just going to a landfill right you know so it, this way it's getting reused and it has a longer life um and it means we don't have to take as less from the environment or take as much from the environment you know we get to leave that stuff be for you know as long as possible what's it like doing this in new hampshire which has the inherent difficulty of four drastically different seasons and uh, i'm assuming you're trying to get away from as much uh, utilities and such as possible yeah so the only real downtime we have is in the winter but when i say downtime i mean like there's nothing to do it's you know um so that's if we have um I don't know if there's there's a couple people that work a job during that time. Um, I try to write as much music as I can during that time because the spring, summer, and fall are just go go go. Um, but uh, yeah, so as soon as spring hits, I'm kind of outside already planning wood. For, my sort of role in the community is um, making sure we have wood for the winter and it doesn't seem like a lot but we do go through 10 cords of wood for the house um so it does require like distanced or like a long term well not super long term but it requires planning yeah so that's basically what i do all summer and i have to get it organized enough early enough so that the wood has time to dry and that we can use it in our central um we have a central wood furnace um that's outside so that's how we get away from the heating bills which i saw everyone posting on facebook their receipts from their heating bill uh this winter and you know that's one of the reasons we do it but the other reason is there's just a lot of um there's a big footprint on the environment just from using oil. And I'm not saying that we don't use any oil because obviously we feel our cars, we feel, you know, the sort of vehicles that we have around here. Um, but the less we can use of that stuff, the better, um, because the oil is, you know, there's a lot of processes and processes involved from getting it into the, from the ground and into your oil tank. Um, and moving so, it from place to place, it's got to be refined somewhere. Another part yeah. of the world, it ships somewhere else. I mean, that's yeah. part of part of the reason why we're having the last dollar fifties worth of uh, uh, price increases because of what's going on with Ukraine, where now there's the Russian yeah. oil isn't in the ecosystem anymore. Yeah, yeah. Um, unfortunately, there's there's not a perfect alternative. It would be great if there was but even you know if people are looking towards electric versus oil um the amount of minerals that get mined to make solar panels and other electric infrastructure it just it almost doesn't even make sense to go electric um but at the same time the way i see it it's we know we're we know we can't stay with oil because that's just it's unsustainable we know where that leads at least if we go to electric we're moving somewhere and maybe once we're in that somewhere we'll find something that actually does make sense from there but maybe electric is just a bridge or a turning point um yeah it's just at least something different you know mm -hmm. 
Yep. You, you need these steps of people living in alternative lifestyles to kind of find what works and what doesn't work and uh, the investment in the long term that we're hopefully making in these technologies. What what else am I missing from this lifestyle that, that you have? Like, what are some roles in, of the people in this community that maybe you didn't expect to be vital? Um. Well, so there's, as I said before, there's the two gardeners. Um, so they're providing food for the community and they're, that's also their business. So they're selling food. And then since everyone in the community is also helping in the gardens, um, you know, when help is needed, that kind of is the exchange. Um, so we get food from them in exchange for our help to them. Um, I take care of all the wood and heating needs. Um, we have someone who cans and preserves food. Um, so I think we still have some food from last fall that oh, we wow. jarred. Um, but we, it's not much. We really want to up our game so that we really have to go to the grocery store as little as possible during the winter. Cause during the summer, our grocery bill is, you know, um, negligible, mm -hmm. but during the winter, you know, we feel the prices like everyone else. And, and one bad um, growing season will screw up the whole ecosystem. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we also have someone who runs the campground here. Um, and his partner was also, sort of taken on that role um so that pays the taxes for the property is the campground and his partner in addition to doing that also facilitates um sort of help outside help to come to us we have uh like a work trade program and so right now we have one two three four people that are here for either a portion of the summer or the whole summer um, and in exchange for sort of seeing what this lifestyle is all about. They come here and sort of work on the land. You, you bring him um, into the cult. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Indoctrinate them. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and then there's one more person here and she's the oldest person in the community. I think she's 67 or 68 oh, wow. and she does a little bit of everything, but she's also on the town energy committee and she just knows she, you know, she's very well connected mm -hmm. to the right people. And yeah, she's great. Yeah. And that's important. I mean, you, I mean, the goal is to kind of spread awareness about also, it may be a secondary aspect of it, but for people to kind of hear what you're doing and how maybe they can, others can improve what they're doing in their day-to-day -day lives to be more uh, climate friendly, to be more locally mm -hmm. sustainable and things like that. Yep. Yeah. I mean, it's, that's kind of where the intention is, is, is in intentional community mm -hmm. is we make our decisions based on if they align with the intention that we're putting forward. And for us, it's really centered on being eco-friendly. So if it's going to negatively impact the environment um, and it's, you know, avoidable, um, that decision will be, just, you know, we won't, do something that will do that. Um, 
So for instance, like I don't have my lights on right now. Most people turn their lights and just don't even think about it. Um, you know, it's just little things like that, um, as well as all the way to big things like it. Um, so for instance, so what I was talking about with the gardeners this year and sort of how they had an unexpected financial setback and, you know, um, they're putting up a deer fence right now hmm. and there was a decision to be made there. Um, you could remedy that problem with chemicals and, and other forms of just getting the deer out of there, or we could put up a fence. Um, what they, they did a ton of research into exactly what to use and why to make sure that the fence lasts as long as possible. Um, they stained the fence posts with as eco-friendly of a, you know, of a coating that you could find. Um, it's just everything that we do, we're really looking for the cleanest way to do it. All right. Let's move over to well, the last uh, 10 minutes or so on this segment into your music. Uh, it's, it's been really fascinating to talk about living in an intentional community in New Hampshire, but you're also a, an active musician in the state. I mean, I mean, how often are you getting out there and, and performing uh, now that we're past COVID? Um, well, I mean, just for instance, this month I'm gigging 25 nights out of the week oh, or wow. out of the month. month. Oh, it feels like out of the <laughs> week. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. No, was, um, but yeah. yeah, so I'm, I'm, you know, I was booked full for through basically October at the end of March. Um, so it's been really nice to have that comeback of live music and not feeling like, oh God, where's my, you know, where's the next 100, 200, 300 bucks coming from? Um, it's just, I already, I have that relaxation. I can just take a breath that all right, now I just go do the thing that I like to do, you know, which is not booking music and <laughs> scrambling for cash. The the, le the least favorite part of uh, any uh, local musician is getting those gigs. It, it, it's rough. Yeah. It's, how long have you been in New Hampshire now? Uh, I was born here. I was born in Laconia, um, but I went to school at Berkeley um, in Boston. Uh, so that was four years that I was there. And then after that, I moved to Los Angeles for a year. Um, was very, uh, well, the real reason I moved back was, um, my mom passed away while I was out there and I just, I wasn't having a good time out there as it was. And I was just like, you know what? I just need to go back home, sort of recontextualize my life. Um, cause at that point my dad was already also passed away. So I was just like, okay what do I really want my life to be? You know, my parents aren't here anymore. That's how short life is. It's just like you're here one second, you're gone the next. So what do I want to do with my very limited time here? And yeah. So after my mom passed away, I moved back here and worked at my family's restaurant and just sort of started to figure things out and slowly by you know, little by little started to make changes that led to me being here. So, and now I love my life. <laughs> that's great. That's yeah, great I've, to hear. I kind of tell people like, I feel like I'm retired already. Um, 
because I, I don't know. I just wake up in the morning and I'm like, I'm excited to do whatever the day has to offer, even if it's just, you know, going outside and I don't know, weed whacking or just doing stuff around the property. Like I'm just stoked that that's what my responsibility is for the day. It's like, I don't have to go off the property to go do something. I'm just like out in the fresh, beautiful air all day. Um, and then at night I get to go play music. So it's like, I, I literally have nothing to complain about at all. That's amazing. Living the life. I like that's, yeah. that. That's fantastic. And it's led you to a point now where you're releasing your first solo EP. What, what was that process like? And uh, get talk um, a little bit about your style. Yeah. So that this sort of came to be because when I first moved in here, there was actually another musician living here and she's, she's beyond talented and so she had a connection to this producer in rhode island because she was living in providence um for a while and i was going through a phase in my music where i felt like i needed to have everything together before i could start so I felt like I needed to have all my songs written perfectly, my whole imagery defined. And, you know, I needed my branding already done before I released anything. And she really inspired me because she just was making music and recording. And, you know, she didn't have any of that stuff together right then. And I was just like, man, if she's doing that, like, why can't I do that? Like, she's having fun with her music. Um, and so anyways, she put me in touch with the producer that she used to do some of her recording. And turns out that just, we, we work really well together. Um, so he's phenomenally talented. He does everything from like electronic music and, you know, he's toured, Europe, I think with his sister who had like an electronic duo and they went and played clubs and stuff like that. So he has all the knowledge of that stuff, but he's also, I believe he went to school and studied guitar as well. So he's just a really well-rounded musician. Um, and anyways, so my music, I would say is, it's, definitely alternative music but it sort of varies after that um first indication it's could be like alternative rock alternative pop i don't know indie alternative um just depends on the song really but definitely in the alternative realm uh some of my bands that i look to for inspiration are bands like uh nine inch nails radiohead muse um and the thing that really draws me to them is that they don't really seem to have any boundaries as far as what they explore musically. Um, I really was inspired by the fact that they combine synthesizers and electronic sounds and, and drum loops and stuff like that and samples with acoustic or, you know, guitar based drums. Um, and it just, really got me out of the mindset that I was in when I was sort of 
a budding musician that, you know, oh, you know, the only cool bands are, you know, Led Zeppelin and, you know, 70s rock bands and whatever, Guns N' Roses. And it just really opened my mind to be like, no, there's a ton of cool stuff out there. It's, it's not, I'm almost embarrassed when I say, you know, my favorite band or think looking back on it, that my favorite band was like Led Zeppelin or something like that. Um, they're a great band. They are. If I was bored in the seventies, they would probably be that my would have been the band. thing. Like I, like I'm, I'm 35. Yeah. Like I grew up listening to Nine Inch Nails and uh, yeah. the, the grunge and post grunge eras. Like the the things you hear on the radio were that was the sort of stuff. Yeah, but anyways, so that's also kept me looking for what's coming out nowadays. Mm-hmm. And there's tons of great music that's more accessible than never before. Um, there's this one band, Nothing But Thieves. They're from England, and they have three albums out now, and they don't write one bad song. Uh, I think they released their first album in 2015. So, you know, they're a, a newer, younger band, and the level of talent and th- that those guys have, just it's it makes me laugh when I hear people, you know, old, old curmudgeons say like, oh, music's not good anymore, you know? Yeah. 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 I mean, it's music evolves over time and it changes. You'll still want to have, like, I still listen to those songs I was listening to in the early, in the early two thousands and they're yeah. still on loop, but throw yeah. some, there's, you got, just got to find the niche and the, there's tons of niches, especially with the blow up of the music industry where the labels aren't important so much anymore, where, there's yeah. so many opportunities to find new stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, speaking of just the labels not being important, TikTok has really been a game changer for some people. Um, a lot of people are just getting their music out there through TikTok and it's working and their careers are just like, you know, out of nowhere, just skyrocketing. Um, that's kind of what I've been trying to steer uh, people to when I make videos on TikTok. Is just like it's kind of like uh, my TikTok page is like a stream, and me, you know, having a link to my music or something on my website is like me putting a net in the stream. Like, all right, let's hopefully I catch a fish or something. You know, I'm not expecting everyone to go uh to my spotify for my tiktok but that's kind of the goal is to funnel people over to there um but yeah i uh i was never huge on social media um you know idealistically before because it's like i don't i'm a pretty introverted sort of keep to myself type of person um so it's weird to just like you know tell people like oh look at me yeah well you, know, you have I a don't voice like doing I, that, I mean but this... your tiktok is great i mean you do a great job kind of like showing little vignettes on like this is what life is like here some of your history throwing in some of your, your yeah. music in there i love your there were one or two nirvana covers i listened to on there that were super good oh uh, yeah yeah um so i mean really what it comes down to is i'm willing to set aside my sort of 
disdain for social media if it can funnel people to my music i i think you know i can swallow that pill every day all right so we're at the end of the segment here why don't you give a quick plug for your album and where people can check you out colin hart yep so my ep is coming out on june 21st you can find it on spotify and all streaming services um you can follow me on tiktok uh, if you want to see where i'm kind of having fun with social media that's the place to go um you can go to instagram they're all the heart of sound uh facebook youtube um or you can visit my website theheartofsound.com uh my name's colin hart so heart is spelled h-a-r-t you know it's supposed to be like a little pun between heart and art um because you know i'm a genius yeah <laughs> um other than that yeah i'm having an ep release party at defiant records and craft beer in laconia on june 21st um it's from six to eight it's going to be a hoppy hour all night and yeah, I'll be playing my original music, but the awesome vinyl and great beer will make up for that. You're listening to New England Take and WKXL. I'm your host, AJ Kierset. Been talking to Colin Hart, theheartofsound.com, H-A-R-T. Uh, be sure to check out all the uh, shows he's got coming up as well as his new EP coming out June 21st. Uh, so I just want to briefly talk about, like, how much did your – so we talked about before you were very concerned about getting everything ready ahead of time before you really got your music out into the world. How much did it change when you ended up going into the studio? Uh, it just – it was a transitional period where I, you know, I was still recontextualizing my life from losing both my parents. And I just didn't want to wait to do what I wanted to do anymore. And after I got that in perspective and meeting this other musician who lived here, I was just like, all right, let's do this. It's, it's now like the universe is telling me just, to go do it and get started um you know it's like i almost wanted to start at the finish line i'm like no that's not how it works yeah you know i wanted just the straightest most efficient journey and uh it's really just your journey is like oh you go over here and maybe you wander over here and get lost over here and then you end up at the finish um so yeah once i got in the studio um the first song, we finished it in two days. Um, I had rewritten that song, I think, seven or eight times, changed the lyrics, melodies. Like I, It, it evolved over the period of a couple of years of actively working on it because I really wanted something that you know, could um, attract some attention as just like a first release. Um, so pretty much knew exactly what... It, it was going to sound like coming out of the studio is really just upping the sound quality from a demo that I had recorded to an actual professionally done recording. Um, but after that, I remember driving home from the studio and just thinking like, okay, I got to go back there and record more music. So yeah, that's what I did. I, we did three more songs and, um, we actually did those remotely. Mm -hmm. Um, so, we finished those up this winter and I just went back down there three weeks ago and recorded three more songs. So I'll be putting those out uh, starting in late fall. I'm just going to release them all separately. Um, that's been another thing that I have just said 
screw it to is just albums and collections of recordings um you know there doesn't the really seem out. to be I, I mean there's no yeah. payoff the the singles do so well i mean as someone yeah. who's into metal like spirit box is blown yeah. up they're on the top top 20 charts i think a week or two ago which yeah unheard of for a metalcore band in 2022 yeah so it just you know that's it's just another way for me to free myself of feeling like I have to have all this shit together and perfect. Sorry. Can I swear? No, but <laughs> can proceed. Uh, okay. <laughs> all this stuff together. Um, yeah. And it's just, all right, just go take another baby step and another baby step and another baby step. And, you know, eventually you get to the same location, but, it doesn't feel like one giant step. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. All right. So we're at the end of the show. Colin Hart, thank you so much for joining me. This has been a great conversation. Thanks for having me. Theheartofsound.com. Be sure to check. It's H-A-R-T. Be sure to check it out on uh, Spotify for sure. New album out on, or EP out on the 21st. Uh, check out The Heart of Sound on Facebook. You can get the event page for his album release on June 21st. This has been the New England Take on WKXL. Once again, please be sure to check out nhstockradio.com to get the back episodes of the show. Follow me on Facebook where I'm posting all the videos on demand. And follow me on Twitter, New England Take, if you want to see my hot takes and uh, episodes of the show show on demand i post them there thanks for listening talk to you next friday